In this week's episode of Studio Inter, we'll be reviewing the matches against Sampdoria and Hellas, previewing the upcoming fixture against Torino, this week's Moji, Moratti and Frog, and much, much more. Everything here on Studio Inter, only on sempreinter.com. Attenzione, Ronaldo salta anche Marcheggiani e mette dentro 3-0. Andiamo, il principe entra in aria e solo, il tiro, e gol, e gol, e gol, e gol, e gol. Con Ronaldo a battere questo calcio di punizione molto lungo per Zamorano che gira bene al centro, attenzione, il destro, violentissimo. E lo spettacolare gol da parte di Zanetti. La prima squadra che vince qua è la nostra Inter, l'Inter vince. E Dillo, campione d'Europa, campione d'Europa. Benvenuti, bentornati to another edition of Studio Inter. I'm your host, Nima Tavallo Iruzzari, who's enjoying a, inter, a, a, a Tuesday evening, when we're recording this, of an Inter who set a new club record, um, which after yesterday's win against Hellas Verona, but we won't get into that just yet before I introduce my partners in crime, starting with the Mr. Positivity from Egypt, who lives in Dubai, Mr. Mohamed Nasser. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was one positive <laughs> hi. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so, what are you selling? Cocaine, speed, LSD. No, no, I'm just, uh, man, I'm happy. I'm happy. It's, uh, it's, uh, everything's, uh, it's all good. 30 seconds in, before the 30 second mark, and, I, and, that's, and there goes the explicit mark. Like, that's, that's got to be a new record. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, uh, we are also joined by uh, the king of the frogs himself, all the way from Canada, Mr. Max DeLuca. How are you doing, Max? Well, guys, I hate to be a downer after Inter set a club record uh, for most points, their best start. But I just want to bring awareness to uh, to a disease I've been uh, I've been diagnosed with. It's called Capgras syndrome. What's and that? And it's uh, it's a psychiatric disorder in which a person um, holds a delusion or a thought that a friend, a spouse, a parent, a close family member, pet. Or in this case, a certain Italian international <laughs> winger that plays for Inter has been replaced by an identical imposter. Because who is this guy? Who is this guy? <laughs> Where did Antonio Candreva go? Where did the real one go? <laughs> I just fucking lost the plot there. Oh my God, Max. You know, oh God. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> welcome to the show, Max. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's right, let's jump right into that because um, against Sampdoria and against Hellas, he was amazing. Um, so, <laughs> what is your given that you've been diagnosed with this treatment, <laughs> with this illness? What what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> well, he I mean, like you said against Sam Doria, I thought he was he was absolutely sensational. Um whose right foot is that? That's what I want to know. Where it's where is his right foot? Stop this fake news. 
fake news. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, he's been absolutely incredible. And, uh, I mean, I want all joking aside, I, I mean, personally, I, I just want to say uh, that I was wrong about Kendra. But he, he, he's, been, he's been awesome against Sampdoria setting up uh, Icardi and then uh, against uh, Verona when we looked like we were on the back foot. Just, just a beautiful cross uh, for Borga, Borga Valero to steer in. And, I mean, yeah, let's give credit where credit is due. Kendra has been sensational. He is, and the thing is, like, uh, he's, he was one of my favorite players at Lazio before he signed, and I, was, I wasn't that, like, over the moon when he came, but his, he has a fantastic right foot, and we saw glimpses of that last season. Uh, and I, I think that together with the Icardi, I mean, he can obviously get, you know, score, get us to score goals. Uh, I think if you see, I mean, if you saw against Hellas, I think we'll, we'll get into the Hellas match a bit later. But I mean, that cross was just the intelligence of Borja Valero is, is, and his movement, his pattern, of mo- his movement patterns on the pitch. That, that kind of opens up for a, a player of Candreva's caliber and quality for him to pick out passes like that but when you only got Icardi in there alone then he's got no one to aim at uh, and, and I think that's what he's been kind of uh, kind of a little bit it's been kind of his problem I think that he's been inhib- inhib- inhibited by that right let's talk about Sampdoria um, we last week Max uh, Mo you said you, you were worried that Sampdoria was the match you were worried about you've been seeing that for the past couple of weeks and the first 60 minutes showed that you, we, you and I were both wrong because Inter completely blew Sampdoria off the pitch. They played some fantastic football. The first 45 minutes were the best half Inter have done have, have had this season, in my opinion. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I thought, uh, I mean, so it was, it was fantastic. The first uh, half was amazing. Uh, going into the second half, still amazing. Everything was, was, was brilliant. But uh, we suffered. We suffered uh, 65th, 65th minute, I think it was, onwards. Uh, fatigue, mental lapses. I don't know what you want to call it, or, or just Sampdoria being strong. You know, like if you had, if you had told me, I, I predicted a 2-2. So if you had told me it's a 3-2 win, I would have signed on the dotted line the night before. No, no, no questions asked. Like. It's a it's a good result, and it was a great it was great to see what the potential of Inter could be, but it's a bit disappointing that the two goals came in. You know, we we conceded these two goals. It's also disappointing that you know we saw we saw the performance drop so much, um, but still I take it. It's a it's a fair result. It's a it's a result that all Interisti would have taken before the match had started. I think. I mean, in the in the game, um, you know, after the first half, at mid at half time, Caprari came on, and he's apparently playing as a trequartista at Sampdoria, and I think he completely changed the game. He took, he was really really good. He was involved in both of Sampdoria's goals. Um, you tweeted at me, Max. Your boy, your boy Caprera's coming on. Um, you know, Caprari's coming on, and and I mean, do you agree that he changed the game? I thought he was brilliant. Oh, absolutely. Uh, he came on the pitch and uh, ran circles uh, around uh, the inter-back line. Um, yeah, I tweeted right at you. Um, he's your boy there, and uh, he almost rescued a point for Sampdoria. Like uh, what Mo alluded to, Inter showed a glimpse of what they could be under Spalletti, and it was a glorious glimpse, a little window in uh, at Inter at their apex. But 
it kind of left a bitter, not a bitter taste in in, in Teristi's mouth, but instead of celebrating like a, a victory uh, uh, under, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. I know, I know, I know. What you yeah, mean. It, I, like I, I remember the game. Remember the game against uh, Tottenham in the Champions League with Benitez when we were like four nil up. And then we yeah. almost yeah, and 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 then all of a sudden it came to four three when Gareth Bale scored those three goals because of Benitez almost losing the game due to his idiotic changes, like that kind of sensation, wasn't it? Like three nil. Exactly. Was, uh, Thank you. Absolutely. And, and and it was like that's that's exactly how I felt as well. Like it wasn't like when when the game was over, I wasn't happy. I was almost a little bit disappointed, and and like and you could tell that based on the interviews that the Inter players gave, and they were too also very disappointed. Icardi said. We, we can't just sleep for 20-30 minutes at a time. We can't, you know, we, we have to close the games off. The games are played for 90 minutes and teams are too good and they will hurt you if, if you fall asleep. Uh, and that's something that Inter has been struggling with for, for, for five, six, seven years. The only difference is now that those lapses of concentration have started to decrease and minimize. But above all, I think the fact that we have a, such a brilliant coach that has got this team, his tactical disposition of this team and his knowledge of this team and the way he coaches them during games, before games, that is the biggest difference between now and then. And that's why we're not dropping points. Obviously, there's a little bit of luck as well involved. Uh, I mean, Skriniar yesterday against Hellas, he was, he was lucky that we didn't get a free kick against us in the end. I mean, sure, you've got to have luck as well, but I don't think it's just luck. I think it's, a lot of it is down to Spalletti and his, his, his regime and how they've changed the mentality at the club, how they prepare for the games and how he change, chooses to play the players. What do you guys think? Mo? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I agree completely. Uh, I, I think it was you yesterday who tweeted in the game, you know, uh, we, we go 1-1, but the old Inter would have capitulated yeah. completely and maybe gone out of the game 2-1 uh, losers, but this Paletti Inter comes out, you know, finds, you know, Perisic was having a fucking stinker of a game. You know, he was having his worst performance in an Inter shirt all season long, but... Not only does he come up with a goal that's almost as good as the one that, uh, what was it, the, the volume with the left, but it's also uh, the winning goal and it's on his off his right foot, you know. So that's 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 the internet now, you know. You believe, you believe in the team, and again, we don't want to jump into the next matches or you know other news, but everybody believes in this team, and that's why against Torino, it's it's you know over seventy thousand tickets have been sold already. You know, we're already top nine in Europe in terms of uh, home attendance in games and with an average of 59,000 with this Torino game, you know, what, what are you going to be top five? We're a big club. This it's a big club mentality and everyone's super excited about it. It's, it's that, that's what's changed. The mentality has changed. You go down, you, 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 you manage to get to your know, ridiculous penalty called against you. Not that it wasn't like, Ridiculous in, in the sense that you know ridiculous circumstances for it being conceded, but you get a ridiculous <laughs> penalty awarded against you, and you know you don't uh, your heads don't drop. You go in and you know you're going to go home with the three points, and that's what they did. Their quality showed, and yeah, no, it's uh, for sure it's the Spalletti effect. I thought in some that Vecino. I mean, obviously he was uh, Icardi was fantastic, scoring two goals, and he scored two fantastic goals. 
Um, but I thought Vecino, for me, together with Candreva, uh, were, were were brilliant in the, in those games, in that game particularly. I think Vecino is kind of we've got. I mean, Gagliardini said yesterday after the Hellas game that him and Vecino complement each other really well because Vecino's more attacking. I'm more deep, like lying more deep, deep lying. Um, I like to defend more. Uh, he's more, you know. That that really shows. Yeah. It feels that you you see that balance in midfield. Like when one of them is missing, the you know it, 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 there's something missing. But when they play together, they're they're just really really good. Um, I, and I, uh, I, yeah, I love how Vecino looks uh, with the ball at his feet, running forward. He's just he's really comfortable. You know, he's he's, he's does, so. Does he even know what? fatigue is like he i mean did, did you see what happened after we we i mean obviously he was he started feeling something and so they brought him up and then inter completely collapsed the aggressivity like inter's aggressiveness in midfield was gone the tenaciousness was gone the meanness was gone the everything was gone like he's he's so important for this inter and spalletti said he can do everything he's a complete player he's worth 25 million euros yeah I mean, <laughs> definitely. I mean, sure. I mean, again, going back to what we've spoken on previous episodes on this show, that people weren't happy this summer, that the transfer window, there weren't any sexy games, Vecino, blah, 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 Borja Valero, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, look at these guys. I mean, every single one, Skriniar, Valero, Vecino, they've been sensational. Every single one has been, have been sensational. And you know we've 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 criticized Alcilio and Sabatini before, but I think you've got to, as, as Max said, give credit where credit is due. These guys they they have not failed with a single one of the science summer signings, uh, and you got to oh, you got to give credit. Oh, where yeah. Credit. yeah, agree totally. They said Vecino, we overpaid for them. They said Skrinar was too experienced. He played for a small club. They said Borga Valero was too old. I mean, they've been they've been an integral part of this Inter machine right now. Been absolutely hit a home run in all three of them. But uh, who were who 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 was your who are your guys? Um, uh, who, who was your favorite um, Inter Inter player against Sampdoria? Uh, Mo. Uh, for me, it was uh, Icardi for sure. That game was uh, was uh, was an Icardi game for me. Mm, I agree. What about you, Max? Yeah, it's tough not to say Maurito, even though uh, uh, Candreva. I mean, his deliveries from from the flank there were were world class, top class. I mean, that's I can't remember who it was last season. He he scored. He, he when when Icardi scored a fantastic like one tap goal, but it was Candreva's cross again. He, he do you guys remember Francesco Moriero back in the nineties? Like he, yeah, he he could deliver these yeah. insane curl ball round the corner. Like I remember in a derby for for um, ninety seven ninety eight Ronaldo's first season. The second derby, the return derby, when Inter won three 0 that amazing chip, uh, like that amazing cross ball from a counter attack that went round Milan's defense and bounced once, and and on on the half volley, Ronaldo lobbed it over Sebastiano Rossi. Like that, that's how he how his crosses are. His crosses are so damn good; they really go round like a boomerang almost. They almost do a 360, and, and, and it's so good to see him again. Like, to see this 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 kid, this guy, play at the level that we've seen him play at Lazio, and above all for the Italian uh, national team. 
I'm also enjoying uh, him uh, taking shots on goal, decent he's, shots. Like he's, he's got he's got he's, a good shot on him. Yeah, and he's almost he's almost found the back of the net uh, three times in the last two games. I think it will come. I think, I think something I saw last night that was uh, we'll get to that. But um, yeah, let's before we go to the Hellas game, I wanted to ask you guys. Obviously, me uh, our the Semperinto readers by a whopping margin, forty nine percent thought Mauro Icardi was the best player on the pitch. Um, who do you th- who do you guys th- think came second, um, Max? Candreva. Uh, no, actually, Candreva came fifth. Second was Milan Skriniar. I, I know. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Okay. Milan Skriniar. Yeah. Who did you think? Yuto Nagatomo. No, he came. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. But we gotta be honest. He was good against. Uh, he was decent against um, Sampdoria, wasn't he? Oh uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. When Santan came on, that's where things went downhill. Yeah. Yeah, but, Yuto got a standing ovation. Yeah, which uh, I think got his head because back if we move on to the Hellas <laughs> game yesterday against Hellas, he was absolutely atrocious. After three minutes, uh, I tweeted out Dalbert question mark because this guy was giving me a headache and an ulcer by his stupid passes to no one. He made Romolo look like Dani, like Carvajal and Dani Alves who just ran eights around him. I mean, but again, and again, it worked out somehow. I, 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 why do you think that is, uh, Max? Yeah, I thought they, I was uh, on the same page as you. I'm like, oh my goodness, like, oh shit, we're going to have to substitute Nagatomo in the 20th minute because he was just getting roasted on the wing. And Spalletti made a subtle change, if, you, if I'm not mistaken. He moved, because he had Candreva uh, with Nagatomo, he moved Perisic, they switched flanks, and then all of a sudden the threat was gone. That's how I think they survived. I wasn't going to talk about that. It's so funny yeah. you mentioned that because that's something we saw yesterday. We, I mean, usually Perisic plays on the left and Kandreva on the right, but last yesterday against Hellas, they switched sides a lot, didn't they? Like this Absolutely. Just, that can't just be an accident. That's got to be something that they talked about. Yeah, remember I mean, that. Yeah. It happened in the beginning of the season uh, a bunch of, a bunch of times. We spoke about it, uh, the flank switching, and then they stopped it. And each one was hugging their own uh, their own side for, I think, uh, maybe from Benevento on. But yeah, no, yesterday uh, for sure there was a lot of uh, switching around. I mean, he's always switched around when it comes to his central midfield, and he was—he made no secret of that, playing the scene of Vecinos, the yeah. Partista, Bocavalero, Gallardini. The three of them kind of switched places. Now it seems that it's the other way around. He's for the past two games, and especially against Hellas, Borja was a trequartista, and Gallardini and Vecino were deeper, but the wings kept changing, and and that's really interesting. And the fact that the players pull it off and they enjoy it and they do what he wants to do. And it works. That 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 bodes really really well because it creates a very positive creative environment around the team, um, which which I think we haven't had I think for almost a decade now. Yeah. Can I ask you guys a, a question? Um, when 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 the equalizer came, if you like transport your or your if you're able to like regurgitate feelings from last season, it felt <laughs> different yesterday, right? Like. It did not. It, it didn't feel like for a second that we were gonna we were, we were gonna lose the match or, or draw the match. You knew that we were gonna go home with three points, right? Like even when 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 the penalty was called, even with the VAR, like you didn't sense that the players lost any belief in the game, right? 
What do you think, Max? Uh, absolutely. I was more annoyed than angry, and that just goes yeah. to show, yeah, I'm, yeah, there's this kind of belief, this feeling that, oh, Inter's going to come back, and it's kind of like, I don't want to make this comparison, but I'm going to anyways. Um, the tripletta team, anytime, if they happen to go down a goal or uh, someone equalized, you just knew if everything in the end would work out well, and yeah, that's a, that's a great point, Mo. I, I felt the same way, yeah. Before, I would have been angry and upset, but, yeah, and then it's like, ah, this is annoying. We're going to have to get another one now. Yeah. We are. But it's, it's like not- a, nothing's the end of the world anymore. Like for, like for the last three or four years or six years, whatever, every time something went wrong, it was the end of the world. You knew, you knew like it was the nuclear option. Boom. Gone. But, no, it's just uh, like you just said, you know, it's annoying. We, they can, we score the goal. We conceded the goal. Let's go get, get the other one and go home with the three points. You see, I, I, I know I always do the moji of the week, and I'm kind of the grumpy asshole, grumpy old man of the bunch here, but you see, <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to continue with that, with that theme, because I was furious yesterday. I, was, I, I felt that Inter, like, I felt that we saw glimpses of last season's Inter, or the seasons before Inter, that this kind of, that they looked shell-shocked. They looked completely shell-shocked for a few minutes after Pazzini scored the equalizer. Uh, and the because uh, I mean the, that penalty we we got to talk about it. It came from absolutely the idiotic the idiotic incompetence of Samir Handanovic combined with Danilo D'Ambrosio. They invented that out of nothing. And I think D'Ambrosio was again, you know, for the first time this season when you talked about Candreva, the real you know where what happened to you know the real Candreva. That was, for me, the real D'Ambrosio, what we saw yesterday. <laughs> poor passing, poor passing, poor positioning, poor decision-making, everywhere and nowhere. And, and usually, we, when he's like that, we concede goals and we pay for it. Uh, yesterday, him and Handanovic created that absolutely stupid thing. I, I don't know how many times I've watched that rerun of what is Handanovic doing <laughs> He's not even close to the ball. Like there is a camera angle where, where it's like, what, what is this? Suffer a brain hemorrhage or something? Like, what are you doing? Like if you go, like first of all, he's he's big, and his movement is he looks so slow. It looks like he's moving in slow motion, and when he's about to jump, the ball is already under him. Like I, I, I was so angry. I was so angry. And he just completely flattened Cherchi. And when I looked at that, I was like, there is no way they're not going to give a penalty for this. Because it was, it was a stone-cold penalty. It was such an idiotic thing to do. And that's why I mean that it was one of those things, if you guys remember, especially during the, 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 when Vidic was at Inter, remember how two people used to, <laughs> for no reason, like suffer a collective brain freeze yeah. and, do, and do things that you don't expect from children that are six years old to do? Like, that kind of thing. Um, that's what we saw. And, and that, that kind of, you know, you know, we're burnt. So that reminded me of seasons past. And then I thought Inter looked a little bit nervous uh, a few minutes after that. So maybe, you know, maybe it's because, you know, I'm used to, you know, I've still got, I'm still haunted from previous seasons. But I still, that kind of reminded me. I was not like you guys, nothing. No, I was, I was angry. I was really, really angry. And I felt that, (laughs) (laughs) I felt that uh, Verona could win this. Yeah. 
this this team is still prone to uh, momentary lapses of reasons like that, and and the word you used, invented, it, it's just so perfect because it, it came out of nothing, and it's it's so true. And um, I know I just mentioned them in the tripletta team in the same breath, but uh, you have to remember though, this was uh, Hellas's Super Bowl, this was their World Cup final, this is their Champions League final. Like they left it all on the pitch, and you have to give them a little credit too. Um, Inter were rattled after the equalizer, but like Mo, Mo said, they composed themselves. They knew what they had to do. They got the goal, and we left with three points. Mission accomplished. That's true. That's true. Um, but I got to say, Mo, when Handanovic did that, I, I think I channeled you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was swearing at home in Arabic. And I don't even speak Arabic. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know, I don't hate him for that. Like, that's not what I hate. I don't hate him at all. Let me rephrase that. You know, that's not what I hate. What what I hate about him. That's that's like yeah, the, the occasional penalty concession. That's not it. It's it's the it's the other ball. It's that other fucking ball. But it hasn't happened so far. So. But I mean, what did you, how did you react when you saw that? Like, what the hell was he doing? What was he trying to do? Honestly, you just uh, you put it really well. Uh, I remember like nightmares of uh, Vidic uh, getting back past two and then trying to pass it back to Handanovic and then Handanovic panicking and then gives it to Nokia and then like three guys fall over fall over each other. I I, I I don't remember exactly what what the game was or how it ended, but I keep like when you mention this, I keep getting visions of a Torino game in Turin. Yeah, uh, but it wasn't just that. It was how many games do you want me to give you as an example? Yeah, no, but like, <laughs> but something like I, I like I don't have a clear memory of it now, but like something happened in Torino that was perfect, like a red card and pff, crazy shit. Yeah, but yeah, Vidic's no, no. very first game for Inter, I think it was Palermo oh, away or something. Wasn't? I, I can't remember who it was, but I remember Vidic's very first game for Inter. He did that. Like that, exactly what you described. Some panicky bad pass to him, and then he gives him to to Handanovic, who, who makes a meal out of it, and then Ranocchia comes in and falls flat on his ass, and it's Juan Jesus, and all that's missing is that old, you know, circus music, and then everything is like. So no, no, that's how it was. But thank God, none of these players, except for the frog. Like the Lord of the Frogs is sitting on the bench, and he's not really playing, as you guys, as you alluded to last week. I think both of in the past few episodes he's talking about that Spalletti's made it absolutely clear that he has absolutely no role at this club to play, um, and long may it continue. I don't know because <laughs> I, another I, I cannot deal with Nagatomo playing next to Ranocchi. Like I don't, I don't. I'm I'm all middle aged now. I don't have the nerves for it. I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have an aneurysm if I have to watch them play together again. It just doesn't work. It's uh, it's really nice to to complain about Inter's victories, eh, guys? Like I miss this a lot. Club record start, 29 points from 11 games, and yet we're we're still nitpicking about. Yeah, no, but look, we're but, talking. No, I know where you're coming from. It's just, it's nice to be nitpicking about wins, and then like you said, uh, the Vidic and the Ranocchia and and the House of Horrors and amateur hours. So it's, it's <laughs> nice. It's we're off to a great start, and uh, this brings me up to a point I wanted to bring up to you guys. Um, 
I don't I don't go on Twitter too often, but I, I was trolling Twitter uh, last night after the game, and I came upon this tweet from this from this Milanista who was saying that basically the Serie A ta- don't believe the Serie A table. Um, Inter are not this good. This is not sustainable. I just wanted to ask you guys. Uh, I saw that tweet, and I yes. think yeah, I think. Um, I did not respond. It power, took all the power no, I, I had in me to not respond. See, when somebody's blatantly that butthurt, I just can't reply. <laughs> because, you know, sour grapes, there's sour grapes and then there's sour grapes. Talk about creating something out of your ass. Every single penalty that Inter has gotten has been through VAR. Like, it's not even, like, there's cameras there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this isn't something, if you've got a pair of eyeballs, it's a penalty. You know what I mean? Like, there's no opinion involved. It's not like Inter have had any decisions. Sure, the only decision we didn't, we, we, we were lucky with, I think, was the Roma game, that, where the referee didn't use VAR for, 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 for whatever reason. That was a penalty. That was, there's no doubt about that. Roma should have had a penalty, and we said it on this show. But to kind of create the Calciopoli conspiracy tinfoil hat theory, I mean, that, that's just sour grapes. You know, we've got to be honest. <laughs> it was laughable. It was very funny. I, I, and the guy just made a complete fool of himself because, you know, it, it's one thing to say something in the heat of the moment, but to sit and talk about that the Serie A is falsato, as they say in Italy, and... Uh, and, and Inter of, I don't know, I don't know what, Moratti has probably bribed everyone in the world, because apparently <laughs> Moratti, I mean, it's just ridiculous, it's, 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 I, I saw that, and it's childish, isn't it, like, yeah. I mean, Milan, Milan losing against, you you know, the way Milan lost against Juventus, because I was covering that game for Calcio Mercato, I mean, the way, I, it was, it was embarrassing, not, not, sure, Milan played better than they had before, but the sheer dominance of Juventus against Milan away at the San Siro, the way they almost patted Milan on the head, they're there, little child, sit down, we're going to win this, but we won't hurt you too much. Like, it was, it was, they weren't even close to being, to, to bothering Juventus. It was like a, it was like, it was like a dwarf trying to fight Mike Tyson. You know, it was, it was, it was, they, they had nothing to come up with. Um, and, and, and I can understand why they're angry at, uh, well, when Milanisti are disappointed because, as you said, the champions of the summer window and the, 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 Scudetto, win, the Scudetto winners of the summer or whatever the hell they've been calling each other and, and the way that they've been talking about that they are outsiders to win the league and blah, blah, blah. You know, if you have, if you have after 11 games, five wins, one draw and five losses, you know, that, that, that's, that's reality kicking you in the balls right there. So, and that hurts, you know, <laughs> we've all been there, that hurts. So, therefore, I think yeah, that's just sour grapes. Yeah, table doesn't lie. I mean, the Serie A, Inter, I think uh, one of the guys' gripes was uh, Inter hasn't won in dominating fashion. Well, Inter have beaten four of the top eight teams so far and drew the top team on the road. Yeah, I mean, table doesn't lie, man. And absolutely, it, absolutely. It, is this sustainable? Here's our next four games. Torino at home, Atalanta at home, Cagliari, and Chievo before Juventus. I mean... Okay, is Cagliari away and Chievo at home, or is it both of them away? Uh, Chievo is at uh, San Siro, and Cagliari is in Sardinia. Thanks, because I don't think I can deal with Bentegodi less, like, less than four weeks. <laughs> like, <laughs> I hate... Jesus Christ, I don't like that city. Like, I don't like that stadium. I mean, I've been there, and it's Mordor. Like, first of all, Verona is a beautiful place. <laughs> I was thinking the exact same thing. It's funny that you say that. 
I mean, it's like I've I've been to Verona. It's a beautiful city. I mean, we were there I think a couple of years ago to watch Sassuolo Kiev or day the day after an Inter game and. Like, you get to Verona, it's a beautiful city, and it's like they've, they've built the stadium in the shittiest part of town. It's like, they, it's like that part of town is where nobody goes, because it's just filled with losers and, I don't know, like social slag heap, and then let's build the stadium there. And then you go there, and then the people that are there, a lot of, you know, tattoos and teeth broken up at the gum line kind of folk, you know what I mean? Like, it was... It yeah, was, it was yeah, it was not nice. And, and like you come there as a tourist and you buy, you know, we were, we were like six people. We bought our tickets and, you know, it felt, it really felt like we were like in a, in, in a, in a trailer park, you know, <laughs> that's how it felt like. <laughs> it was not a nice atmosphere. And then you go in there to the stadium itself and you're not in Europe anymore. First of all, the bathrooms, I don't think have been cleaned since 1990 when the stadium was built. That's number one. I don't think the, toil- the toilets there have been cleaned since the 1990 World Cup. Then, you, if you want to buy something to drink, there's a woman, <laughs> there's a girl with a, with a tramp stamp tattoo and a thong showing, flashing everyone standing there who's drooling. And she doesn't accept anything except cash. And she, there's no cash register, but there's a box which she puts the money into. Like, I swear <laughs> to God. I, <laughs> the, the, it, was, it was really, like, I, I mean, this is, like, they, they joke about south of Italy being a bit dodgy. This is Verona. This is north of Italy. That is the dodgiest thing I've ever seen. It, it was not nice. It was, it was not nice. It's not a nice stadium. And thank God we don't have to go there for at least uh, six months again uh, because it, it's, it's, it's not nice to go there. And, and that atmosphere is not nice either so I'm, I'm happy about it um so yeah no let's say uh, i got sidetracked there a little bit no but it's, no that's good no that's good to know that's, that's no, excellent no, no, information it, it good was, intel Nima. <laughs> <laughs> no but it was a traumatic experience i haven't talked about it with anyone since then. <laughs> and you guys are like my weekly like support group when it comes to Inter, so I need to vent. <laughs> uh, no, but um, no, but like, like you said, um, getting back to that, the next four games. I mean, Torino at home in front of seventy thousand. That's something we should win. You have the international break, which will give our players a little bit of break and Spalletti a little time to rebuild and regroup. And then what, what do we have? Cagliari away. No, Atalanta at home. Cagliari Atalanta away, at home. Yeah. And, you know, and Atalanta at home, that's a game we usually win. Seven we're going, last year. Seven we're, going to be, last year. we're going to be favorites in the next four games before the showdown with uh, Juve. So, I mean, yeah, this is sustainable. Well, what, what do you think, Mo? I mean, you've, you've, been very, you, you were very, you've been very good at kind of previewing the, 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 the potential uh, mishaps like the Sampdoria game and the Hellas game. So yeah, which ones are you I, uh, I I think if we get through uh, three points against Torino, uh, then we'll get uh, nine out of nine, and the uh, three others. Like the the Torino game is what's going to set the tone for the next three. I feel um, it's important to go into the break with a victory. A, B, they are. I mean, they are a great team. Uh, they've had a shitty start to the season. Belotti's back. They just won two in a row, I think. Or was it just uh, this last game that they won? No, so, they won this I mean, last game. They won this last yeah. game. Yeah. So, so they're, they're, they're a team... I mean, you know, we know that Mihalovic is, uh, 
is always eager to play uh, well against uh, Inter, especially at the San Siro. And he's, uh, so it's the trickiest one. I mean, Atalanta, of course, is a, is a difficult game, but Atalanta at, at San Siro is very difficult, uh, different to Atalanta and Bergamo, which is a fixture I fucking hate. But uh, Exactly. Here, here. Yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah, I mean, I think, I think if, if the Torino game goes according to plan, international break, you know, fingers crossed, toes crossed, everything crossed that everyone comes back uh, injury-free uh, from the international break. And then uh, on uh, to three out of three before we face uh, the real Mordor. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, um, speaking of which, um, before we go, uh, before we leave the Hellas game, um, I wanted to ask you guys, who, who was, who, I mean, who do you guys, who was the man of the match against Hellas for you guys, not who, who the Semperinta readers voted for, but who was it for you guys, Mo? I think it was Kriniar for me. That's I think uh, the Gazetta yeah, is I, the same as you, yeah. Yeah, I read this morning. I think for me it was Kriniar. I think, I think um, everybody played all right at some point in time. Uh, Mauro had a uh, Icardi had a shit game, but you know, scored that goal. Uh, Valero scored the goal. Valero was was bright in the beginning. He dropped off in the second half. Vecino was decent. Andreva, uh, you know, but like the person, the, the the one player who performed very well consistently through the game. Uh, Barring, of course, had that last uh, free kick been been awarded against us and something to have come out of that, but he was just a fucking boss, as usual. Just Mm. a cool, calm boss. So I liked him all too. That's interesting. For me, it was Vecino. I thought his composure in midfield was what impressed me the most, especially when Gagliardini had an absolute shocker in the first 45 minutes. I I was really surprised to see Gagliardini, who, who I praise so much on this show and I think usually is so good, and cool and collected with the ball was, was just he was just not there for the first 45 uh, whereas I thought Vecino was was brilliant um, what about you uh, Max who was it who was it for you um, I'm gonna have to go with Kandreva again I mean I think the whole midfield was out of sorts in the first half remember how many misplayed passes were yeah. we hit in the first half I could not believe it I think the sloppiness from the last half hour the Samp game carried over into the game yeah. against the Hellas so, uh, but yeah, Kendreva, I mean, he just sends in that beauty cross and interrupt one nil. We're in the driver's seat. The uh, Hellas kind of hangs their head. And, and yeah, I think it, it was important to set the tone there. Um, yeah, I can't believe I'm doing this, but yeah, Kendreva. That's interesting because our uh, Semprinta's own um, uh, ratings expert, Sunit, he, he actually had Kendreva as the man of the match as well. Uh, Semprinta readers, however, voted by 35% uh, voted for Borja Valero with Milan Skriniar in a distant second position on 17%. Ivan Perisic, for some reason, at 15% in third, because I thought aside from... I think the Gazeta had the perfect headline today regarding Perisic. In, uh, they, just, they basically said Inter and Paris, in, Perisic just like the rest of Inter. Brilliant, brilliant moments of... One moment of sheer brilliance and amnesia for the rest of the time because that's how it felt like like you felt like Inter were brilliant for, for for tiny short spurts of time but for the rest of it they were just like you said there was it was so poor passing so many unforced unnecessary errors the passing was like you said it was the last 30 minutes of the Samp game that carried over to the Hellas Verona game 
But and that's something that Spalletti's got to work with, right? Um, speaking of, uh, let's move on to the Torino game. And, and speaking of um, Torino, um, I'm going to read you guys some quotes from none other than the super genius that is Sinisa Mihailovic, who, in an interview with Gazeta dello Sport, said that when he was asked if he was going to play his 4-3-3, he said it would probably be, be <laughs> it would probably be best if we played a 5-5-5 butterfly formation. Maybe with four <laughs> extra men, we could manage to do something against Inter. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Yikes. That's... Because, that's, uh, I mean, obviously that's good that he thinks that um, Inter are that good and that Inter are playing so well that other teams see, see this. Like, they kind of make us bigger than we are. Like you said, Mo, or just like a few moments ago, we're a big team and we're starting to act like a big team and teams are are starting to see us as a big team as opposed to what they've done these past few years where we've just been a shell and a shadow of ourselves. Yeah. I think I think that was pretty interesting. However, then he has to be uh, Mihailovic. He wouldn't be Mihailovic if he didn't say anything really, really insane when he's asked about if he's worried about getting sacked, to which he says in a way that only Mihailovic can say, do you think that someone who has been through two wars is afraid of being sacked? <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, no, he hasn't been through two wars. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. He was a football professional during those two wars. He, he, I, I don't know, but he, he's he's a he's a character though. He's a character. Um, so yeah, uh, I mean, Torino. This is a team who I respect a lot. And although Belotti's injured, let's talk about him coming there. They have Yaich, who I love, who I wish we would have kept who's bloomed out at Torino, I think. And they have Iago Falke, they have Nyang, they have Baselli. They have, they have a really, really good team. They have Aran Saldi, who maybe, who's actually looking pretty decent for them. <laughs> this, this is a team who can play. This is a team that has talent. And Belotti is one of the best strikers in the Serie A when fit. Um, for me, this, you know, this, this could be a tricky game if Inter... This is one of those things where I think that either Inter wins 7-0 like they did against Atalanta or 7-1, or they lose 2-1. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I've got this feeling, because 70,000 lunchtime game at the San, at the San Siro, Mihailovic teams can't defend for shit. If Inter get a couple of early goals, then, the, you know, carried by the, by, the, by the big crowd, this could end up being, like, almost double figures. You know, you, you know what I'm thinking? Yeah. No, I, I got you. What do you think? I think uh, uh, I think it's going to be uh, somewhat like the Sampdoria game. I think like, uh, we're going to start uh, start very well. Uh, crowd behind the team. Uh, uh, I think the only difference is that you know maybe that uh, tiredness will not feature so early because we have an extra two days. I think this time round of, uh, of of rest. I think I think the Sampdoria game. What, what happened in the second half was was pure fatigue. Uh, we we talked about uh, the 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 effort exerted in the in the derby and then in the in the Napoli game and then you know Sampdoria comes and they play like kings for the first uh, 65 minutes and then you know they whew, and then of course this game comes just four days or five days later uh, the Elas game. So we're going to have almost a, a week's rest uh, and a chance to regroup. So I think Inter are going to start, like you say, 
you know, going fast off the blocks. But inevitably, uh, Mihailovic is going to know that somewhere around the 70th-ish minute, uh, fatigue, you know, distraction, whatever is going to set in, and maybe they'll, they'll claw one or two back. But by then, hopefully, we'll, we'll, we'll already be three up. Do you guys think uh, our fatigue has anything to do with Spalletti picking the same lineup four games in a row? Do you think he's going to come with the same lineup? I think he is going to come with the same lineup, and I think there's a reason for that. I think that he doesn't want to change a winning team, and I think that he he likes how this team plays. Um, I I've been thinking about that. I think the fatigue is is down to is down to him. I think it's down to this team not being used to training the way they have um, more than anything else. Uh, I think they're not used to the training, to working this workload that he has got them doing, and and uh, I think that's the main reason for it. Uh, and also the fact that they're playing in a new system, it takes time to adapt to it, it takes time to get used to it. Um, I think, I think it's, it's a lot of that going on. Also, to be honest with you, we kind of played a lot of games. I mean, it's been like two international breaks, uh, 11 games. It's, it, I mean, sure, if, we've had, if, we, if we had uh, European games as well, there would be even more, but we don't. But there has been quite a bit of... There's been quite a bit yeah. been, so I think that's what the fatigue comes from. But obviously, it doesn't help if you play the same starting 11 week in, week out. Uh, that, that's obviously going to, to, to wear down the players. Um, I, I, I think it's time now to, to, to make changes. I think it's time to... Uh, let Yuto Nagatomo rest and play uh, Henry uh, Dalbert because uh, you know, come on, you know, it's it's like I don't know what the what what maybe okay Dalbert maybe he's he's tr- he's not used to training this hard and it's a different football, but I mean, come on, like we played twenty plus million for the guy, I, we got to see him play. If he's not good enough to play, then we really have a problem. Like we have a big, big problem. We've spoken about this on, on the show, but yeah, I, I see a, I see a Nagatomo uh, meltdown, nuclear meltdown on the horizon, and I'd like to circumvent that um, <laughs> by, by playing Dalbert. <laughs> what do you? What yeah. Do you think? What, do, what do you think? I'm not blaming Spalletti for playing the same lineup. I mean, it's been effective, but I think we're going to see changes. Uh, uh, this weekend, um, you guys think Brozovic, I think, might uh, play, and yeah, hopefully Dalbert. Um, I don't want to call him a flop. Yeah, sorry, go, go. I don't want to call him a flop yet, but Joaquin Sella has not impressed me in his uh, short little cameo so far. Like, he's me actually he scared me. Um, doing all his little tricks and flicks when we're hanging on for dear life with a long goal lead. I'm like, what are you doing, man? Just keep I, the ball in. Although, uh, let it be noted that yesterday he covered the back post well, as opposed to the last time he came on against Milan, and he, he let, uh, what's his name, uh, cut in like with 20, 20 yards of space inside our box. For Bonaventura, the, uh, Bonaventura. That's true. Good point, Mo. Yeah. He, he did. I remember that play. That was a, that yeah, was a big play. I'm like, oh. Yeah, he's learning, you know, because <laughs> we spoke about it after the Milan game. You know, if if, if he yeah. continues to do the same mistake, then then it's worrying. But clearly, he's at least developing his defensive ability, and that's a great thing. I think I think with regards to his flicks and whatever, it's always so tough on these guys, on these players that are meant to come in as high impact players, and they only get twenty minutes every now and then. The guy wants to show everyone that he's you know he's he's worth. It. Remember Quaresma. Poor guy, you know, like, 
It had to be Rabona after Rabona after Rabona or whatever. I know, but like, yeah, you're right. Quaresma. Quaresma, oh my God. Yeah, he's, 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 but he's a quality player. I mean, I think we've seen that now. I mean, if you look now, at... Now he is, yeah, but he's a quality player with a, like a teardrop tattooed under his eye. So he got <laughs> someone in jail, you know. <laughs> The guy's a he's the guy's a nutcase, you know. So, yeah, he's uh, a nutcase. He's a nutcase. He's absolutely a nutcase. Um, yeah, that 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 tattoo in in under his eye is just so yeah. No, but he he's um he's he's a good player, and I think that Trivella, whatever they call it, that outside of the yeah. I, I gotta I gotta tell you, speaking of that, um, I um, <laughs> I'm gonna get a little bit sidetracked, but I got a story about that Quaresma. Oh wait. About another stadium in the south? <laughs> no, 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 no. This is this is um, this is a uh, this actually happened to me here in Sweden. I was um, uh, this was um, I was out one night. This is like maybe what could it be? It was yeah. It was actually seven years ago when eight years ago. Yeah, like the summer when we had signed Quaresma. Uh, we were out, me and my friends, and we were taking a taxi uh, from this place to another place, and we we were lucky enough to have a Portuguese uh, cab driver, and we started talking football. <laughs> and I said, I was he asked which teams you support. I said Inter, and and then he said, yeah, Quaresma, Quaresma. I was like, yeah, yeah. He's, we started talking about him, and I said, this was before he had even played a game for Inter, and, and we had seen him in Porto play those amazing things, do that amazing, do those amazing things at Porto. So I I asked him like, yeah, he's the that, that out side of the boot at Trivella or whatever they call it, <laughs> this guy tells me seriously that, yeah, there's a reason why, <laughs> there's a reason why Quaresma always does that um, for, with his right foot, with his right foot, the, he, he crosses it with, a, with the outside of his right foot, uh, right foot. I was like, why? Yeah, because he's got six toes. <laughs> 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 And one, one of the, the reason why he can hoof the ball so well with the outside of his right is that's where the sixth toe is growing. Wow. <laughs> so I see your I see your teardrop tattoo and I raise you a sixth toe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have no idea if this is true and I haven't even tried to to, to research it. I doubt I doubt very much that um Charisma has six toes. I certainly hope he doesn't anyway. I believe it. <laughs> right. Um right, let's uh, move on. Uh, let's focus on let's try to focus today. I know it's Halloween and everyone's like <laughs> high on candy or something. I don't know. Um let's uh, let's talk about the game and focus. Um I mean Belot if Belotti doesn't play they'll probably play with Niang up front. Uh, flanked by uh, flanked by Jajic, uh, and uh, Fial- uh, Iago Falke, but if he does play, then they have Jajic as a trequartista, and then those two on the flanks, and Belotti up front, and that makes them a real threat. There's a lot of football, and there's a lot of there's a lot of skill in that team. Um, I, I'm not worried whatsoever, guys. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on here. One win in their last six games. Belotti's prob might be out. I, I'm I'm not worried at all. We're gonna blow him off the pitch. And uh, also, I'd like to add that you mentioned, you know, quality and threat and young in the same sentence. And I don't think that, <laughs> that, that adds up. I, I remember that Derby, dude. I still have nightmares about that Derby. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, it was a different inter-defense. So. That's true. That's very much true. Okay, well then, tell, let me know then. Predictions. Who's going to score and let me know. 
Three nothing Inter. Three nothing Inter. Okay, who's gonna score? Icardi with the brace and Perisic with. I think it's uh, maybe even more uh, open. I think maybe we're looking at a 4-2. Uh, yeah, yeah it, should be, it should be a nice open game, I think. Uh, because yeah, Mihailovic is going to try and attack and then you know, he's going to get blown out of the water and then we're going to get tired like the whole scenario. Uh, Icardi should find, the go- should find the net once, at least, if not twice. I hope Candreva gets his name on the score sheet, and I hope one of the other midfielders, not just uh, Valero, scores as well. I, I think um, we're, we're looking at a blowout win here. I think because I think Mihailovic uh-huh. is going to get sacked. I think 5-1. Yaic uh, oh, uh, uh-huh. will score for Torino, and I think Maurito will score three. Uh, and uh, then um, Vecino will get one, and uh, Gagliardini will get one. So Gagliardini won, Vecino won, Maurito three, and Adam Jajic uh, won as well. Have we ever had this? Have we ever Inter had like totally a, uh, losing now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't you dare talk about jinxing, Mr. Massimo De Luca. That's true. Touche. <laughs> yeah, touche. Yeah, right. I, I was I was interested on uh, in asking you, Max. Do you not have like a, a, a you know, we're going to be 7-0 or whatever before uh, the derby. What are we going to be uh, before uh, the Juve game? Yeah. Oh, we're, we're going to be undefeated, absolutely. Um, there might be a draw in there, maybe. But uh, okay. we're the favorite. We're the favorites in the next four games. Then we go to Castle Grayskull. And then if we get a result <laughs> there, guess what, Mo? We're Scudetto contenders. <laughs> <laughs> Never. I love Spalletti's response uh, when, when he was asked... Uh, what was the question uh, he was asked about uh, Ramirez? He goes like, uh, it's, it's stupid uh, talking about these things. It means absolutely nothing. It means nothing. It's just like when you ask me, are we Scudetto? Inter da Scudetto è inutile. It means yeah, nothing. Pointless. It's, you know, pointless. it's just, yeah. yeah, absolutely pointless. It's pointless. This label is pointless. What matters is the three points on the pitch every week. That's what matters. Mm. And the 70,000 people in the stand. That's yeah. very important. Let's go, that's yeah. Very, that's that's going to be pretty, pretty kick-ass, to be perfectly honest with you. Right, um, let's move uh, on to the part of the show where we pay tribute, mock, and rip the piss out of something or someone in the world of football, starting with the Frog of the Week, which is presented by Mr. Max DeLuca. Alright guys and gals, the, this week's Frog of the Week is Albacete defender Roman Zozulia, who clipped his own teammate, Mariano Bitolo, in the penis on a corner <laughs> kick. <laughs> yes, which caused Mr. Bitolo... I, I posted the video on Twitter, it, it looks innocuous, like they're defending a, a corner, and he kind of jumps and just he, he caught him with the cleats though right in like the perfect ah, spot you know if you get banged in the perfect it doesn't ah. matter how hard it is you get banged there in the perfect spot and you're going down so he he collapsed in a heap if you listen to this video you can hear his screams and that's been with me for the past hour ah. so so if if you've ever had a deep wound or, or a cut that's need, needed like three or four stitches, like the blood flows, it's pretty deep. Like if you need four or five stitches, like that's, yeah. that's a significant laceration. He needed 10 stitches in his penis 
Ouch. Jeez, Louise. Yeah, he's straight. He, he was collapsed in pain, rolling around like goes off the pitch, needs 10 stitches. And the club doctor after the game said, yeah, um, he's going to he's not expected to miss any further games, though. He needed 10 stitches to close the laceration, but he'll be back. Jeez. And my question to that is, it, if you're Batolo, don't you say, yeah, that's great and all that. You cleared me to play, but I want to take another week to uh, just to see how this goes, right? <laughs> Let's just, and, and there's no word on whether he'll be excused from standing in the wall from opposition free kicks going forward. But uh, oh, yeah. So, anyways, ouch. I mean, it was ouch. accidental. But Roman Zolzulia is our uh, frog of the week for what he did to his teammate. Ten stitches in the place where you don't ever want to have stitches. Oh man, that is awful. <laughs> it hurts to watch. Yeah. That was I really bad. want to watch it. I don't want to watch it either. I do. No, I said I really want to. I don't. I don't. You guys are. You guys are sick. Man. I can't watch it like that. It makes me. It makes me feel really bad. Like stuff like that freaks me out. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Um. Uh, let's move on to something hopefully a little bit more positive with this week's Morati, which will be presented by Mr. Mohammed Nasser. Oh my God, he is beautiful! He is beautiful, yeah! Yeah, I've uh, spoken about this many times already in this episode. 70,000, San Siro next week. Interista in the stadium. They're the Morati of the week. We've uh, blown everybody else's attendance, home attendance in the, in the league. Top 10 in uh, Europe and... We haven't even played, we've only played Milan uh, in terms of like big names at home. Played Roma away, played uh, uh, played Napoli away. So imagine when, when it's the second half of the season and we, we all these big matches come, what are we going to be like? Ever, average attendance higher than Dortmund? It's crazy. So um, shout out to uh, the Interdisti who make the San Siro a special place every week now this season. Here, here. Um, nice. Yeah, I think that 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 seven, if they, I mean, they're talking about opening the third tier, and it's a Sunday. It's a Sunday afternoon. Everyone is off. I think we're looking at a max capacity stadium. I, I got to be honest with you. If the weather is good on Sunday, I think we're looking at seventy-eight, eighty thousand, which would be amazing. A packed stadium we're, against Torino. We're totally losing on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> speaking of that, uh, speaking of losing and other horrible things, uh, it's time for this week's Moji, which I'll be presenting myself. <laughs> so there are conspiracy theories, you know, how there, there, are, there are conspiracies in the world, then there are conspiracy theories, and then there are conspiracy theorists. But I wonder if Napoli president Aurelio De Laurentiis took that to a whole other level with par- when it comes to paranoia this past week when he said that the VAR was introduced in Italian football to stop Napoli from winning the Scudetto. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, what? Like, I, the most ludicrous, like... 
of all the most ludicrous things I have heard about conspiracies in Italy and Italian football, the fact that the VAR is introduced to stop Napoli from winning, to me, sounds a little bit like Donald Trump tweeting that he, he didn't collude with Russia. Like, so if there wasn't a VAR, you'd win because then there would be mistakes made by the referees and that would, that would suit you and be good for you? Like, that to me is like, Aurelio, is there something you want to tell us? Like, have you been have you been using Swiss SIM cards and calling referees? No, but like that, it just doesn't make any sense because how you I don't understand this criticism of how using video review for all to see can be so can be met with this vitriol and insanity. I just don't get it because if anything, it stops the any discussion of max, matches being fixed. It stops any discussion of referees being bribed because there's, there's video there's video uh, there's video aid to help the referees make the correct decision like he did yesterday against Inter uh, when 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 D'Ambrosio and and above all Handanovic lost their minds and and he flattened Cerci so th this kind of thinking this kind of ridiculous uh, thoughtless criticisms of a system that is pretty darn good Mr. Aurelio de la Rentis, you are the Moji of the week. Right, um, that was uh, pretty much all we had time for this week. I just wanted to uh, ask you guys, if you, you guys listening, if you like us, uh, give us a, a, a five-star rating on iTunes if possible, and this, share us on subscribe, click subscribe, and uh, I'd also like to thank uh, Mr. Max DeLuca, who's now going to celebrate Halloween with his kids. Happy Halloween. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me, Nima. Always a pleasure. And also Mr. Mohamed Nassar, who sent, who sent out the funniest uh, image of Halloween I think I've seen all year. <laughs> that image, uh, it's basically Dries Mertens and his wife, their Halloween costumes for, the, for Halloween, where his wife is dressed up as ha Marek Hamshik with glasses and, and mohawk and all. That's brilliant. But it was great. It was great. Again, Mo. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Fantastic. Look forward to having just an equally positive uh, pod session next week. Yes, and next week we will be back on Monday as we play on Sunday. So until then, sempre e solo. Forza Inter. <laughs>